Welcome to JFDI with the two Laurens, the podcast for freelance social media managers, where we share our decades of experience to help you to build a business that not only makes you a profit and supports your family, but you actually enjoy working in. Because otherwise, what is the point? In today's episode, we're talking about how you can show a client a return on their investment when you're not offering paid ads and you're only really helping them with organic marketing. Because let's be honest, businesses want a return on their investment. And by showing them that, you get to keep them as a client for longer. But before we dive in, we want to say a big thank you to our friends at Agora Pulse for sponsoring this episode and allowing us to bring all of this free advice to you week after week. After this episode, you're probably going to have a ton of questions and we'd love to help answer those for you. After all, there's only so much we can share on a podcast. So we'd love to invite you to come along and hang out with us in our free Facebook group. It's called the Social Media Managers Hub and it's where all of our podcast listeners hang out. So to join the group, all you need to do is to search for Social Media Managers Hub on Facebook or go to thesocialmediamanagershub.com. Pop your email address in the request to join and we'll let you in so we can continue chatting about everything we're about to dive into today. So let's start then by talking about that awful client you had. Do you remember the client you had with the real douchebag SEO guy? I think that's really relevant to this. I think people would love to hear that story. Yeah, I do remember and I will never forget. (laughs) I actually remember when I took him on, it was like on paper, the perfect client and it was like a nationwide business, um, quite established. Well, so I thought. And he seemed like a really nice guy. Anyway, so I started working with him. We were doing organic social media and um, effect, well, Facebook ads, meta ads as it is now. And it was going well. We were getting great results. To be fair, before I started, it was shocking. So it was quite easy, <laughs> quite easy to see some improvements quite quickly. And it was going well. And at the end of the first month, I put my reports in and I talked about... Um, the sales that they'd got, um, see all the anal- analytics that they wanted in their monthly report, kind of talked through that, gave a bit of, kind of verbatim as to what everything meant. Um, and he wanted to get on a call with me. So I thought, here we go, he's going to get on a call with me to tell me how wonderful I am. And he basically got on a call with me because he'd also been chatting to his SEO person, who was also a friend. So straight away, I kind of got like, I felt uncomfortable. And the SEO person had said that all of the um, sales that I was attributing to our success was down to him. And I was lying and I was like a con artist and I was trying to like trick him. And for any of you who know me, that is just not my style. And I think all of my clients would turn around and say that I'm probably one of the most honest social media marketers out there I'll tell them when it's gone pitong I'll tell them when things haven't worked I'll tell them when things like a crap as, even if it's my doing you know I'm very very honest so that really offended me like offended me to my core but the SEA SEO douchebag um was like consistent in saying I was wrong and because because they were friends he was all always going to trust the friend wasn't he They're, and it didn't matter what I could share with him from ads manager, for example, for their, that data or any data I could share from the platforms. He did not believe me. So he was basically telling the client that all the sales were like from organic, like Google search. Yeah. 
Right. He was basically saying that nothing I had done had contributed to any of the success, increased success they had seen that month. And he was really vile about it as well. So, and I'm not someone who will stand around and take shit. So that was it. That was kind of the end of the relationship. But I did feel bad because I felt like by leaving and by walking away, I was kind of saying, oh, you've caught me out. Like, you know, they were right that I was trying to con them. Like I really would have preferred to have been able to prove my worth and prove that actually what I was doing was working. But equally, you've got to put yourself first, haven't you? And they weren't, he wasn't, He it wasn't a nice situation. It was very uncomfortable and I'm not going to hang around to be spoken to like that. So yeah, I walked away. But the one thing that changed after that is how I was tracking my results and not relying on the platforms, whether that be from an organic perspective or whether it being from an ads perspective, either or. Um, I wasn't just going to rely on one source of tracking. And, you know, it's very difficult when you start bringing in alternative tracking because they're never going to marry up. They're never going to be 100% the same, which can be a hard thing for clients to kind of get their head around. Well, and for us to get our head around. But really, if anything, it was it was just about giving myself, well, and a client, I guess, that reassurance that yes, roughly things were working. And if they saw an increase in sales and they saw that on Google Analytics, for example, um, then we knew roughly some, that it was working. Um, so after that, I made sure that I really threw myself into Google Analytics, how to track. It means when Google Analytics 4 rolled out um, earlier this year, well, it was actually last year, I got straight on board with trying to figure that out because I just think it's essential essential for our business. It's essential for my clients that I still work with now. So although it was a really difficult client and a really difficult situation and one that I would never want to repeat, I know that I will never have to repeat that situation again because I know that I'll always have other data to help back up my arguments. If you're looking for a way to stay organized, save time and easily manage your social media, you should check out Agora Pulse. Their scheduling tool, inbox and monitoring system means you get more done in less time without the distractions of the social media news feeds. We are big fans of Agora Pulse and have used it for years for our own businesses and our clients. If you want to try it for free for two months, just go to the twolauras.com forward slash Agora Pulse. Yeah, I think quite often there'll be social media like mentors and coaches out there who will kind of avoid talking about how you can prove an ROI when it's organic marketing. Like we'll all talk about it with paid marketing because you can, you know, you can go and look, like you said, at the stats in Ads Manager and stuff. Mm. But they'll often put out the kind of message that social media managers are not responsible for sales, which I completely agree with. But they kind of then miss the point that, yeah, we're not responsible for the actual sale being made on the website but we are responsible for getting somebody on the website to be able to buy that thing and by not doing the tracking you can't prove that you're actually getting the person in the right place to make that sale yeah it's not easy to do as in there are flaws in the system you know so for example we know on instagram the large majority of people who say see a product on instagram are more likely to go on google and go and quickly search that product name or the business name than actually go to the bio, click a link in the bio, find the right place, all that 
kind of jazz. So it's not going to be bullet point proof, but it's definitely, I think, essential nowadays for all social media marketers. Yeah, if you want to keep your clients for a long time, that whole proving the ROI, proving that it's worth them spending money with you, it's worth them paying your next invoice, is the most important part of your retention. Like, yeah, it's no yeah. good just saying, yeah. oh, I've got you another 100 followers because, like, okay, great, but I could just put money on ads to get those. So, you know, what actually are you doing for my business apart from getting people into my world? I think it's what probably a lot of clients are thinking. And it's a great way for you as a marketer to understand where to push your efforts, yeah. even for your own business. Like, we see this a lot, you know. We can go all in on a certain platform and we test loads of different things. But at the end of the day, if we're not seeing a return, we just know that we just need to put our foot on the gas. No, not on the gas, on the brakes (laughs) on that particular (laughs) platform. And we need to go all in where we are getting the return because at the end of the day, we aren't, you know, we don't have infinite amount of hours, do we? we? We are time poor. A lot of us are. So, you know, let's, be using that tracking to help us understand what is working, where is getting your conversions. And yes, you know, if you have got more time, you can say, well, hang on a minute, this platform isn't getting me conversions, but I'd really like to continue on this platform. So therefore, you then have to change your strategy based on that data to test something different to see if that has the desired effect that you're after. So yes, it's good for clients and it's good for client retention, but it's also good for you, your business, and your your kind of positioning with clients that you're able to give them those informed decisions. Mm, yeah. And if you're listening thinking, hang on a minute, I don't my clients don't sell anything. Don't worry, keep listening. We will talk to you about how you can prove ROI for that as well. But I think let's just dial back a minute and just talk about like I think a lot of people who are learning to do social media and they're learning to do like the reporting side. We spend a lot of time looking at the data that's available in the platform. So available in Instagram, available in LinkedIn, all those sorts of places. And those places don't give us the full story, do they? Like you were just saying, like when you were working with that client, you couldn't prove that the people who are landing on his website were coming from your data. Even if you could see that there were website clicks, you know, link clicks in the data in the platforms, you couldn't prove that they were actually landing on that website. And I think when we're relying just on the platform data, we can, we can, I think we can do two things. We can miss out on the most important part of the story, but also we can overwhelm our clients with data that's just not relevant. Yeah, and we can. We I think when we focus on the platform data, we can also get slightly like lost in our ways. Like you say, you know, you're missing that important part of the story. But we we tend to without intentionally doing it. You go on Instagram and if you've put some reels out this week, the first thing you're going to look at is how many views that those reels have had. Yeah, And that's okay to look at that, but you shouldn't be making strategic decisions off that. And you know, you can see that you put two posts out on a week on LinkedIn. One got absolutely no engagement or a couple of likes from your mom and your nan. Although I don't think my nan's on LinkedIn, but Actually, I haven't got a nan. What am I saying? But you know what I mean. You get a, get a couple of likes and you think, oh, well, that was crap. And then you get another post the following week, week which had like loads of engagement. And you're like, yes, I've nailed it. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it depends obviously what your strategy is for that, you know, those posts. But the one that got no engagement could have generated a shit ton of money. Mm. And that you if you're not tracking that on Google Analytics, then you'd never have known that. So there's you thinking, oh, that 
post was crap. I'm never going to do a post like that again. I've learned my mistakes with that yeah. one. And actually, that is by far the best post because it yeah. actually generated sales, assuming that that's what the, the you know the objective of the business is, obviously, to get sales. But um, And I think on that note, yeah. like quite often people are so worried about the algorithm. They're like, oh, I can't put loads of links in my post because I know it won't get shown to loads of people and all of this, blah, blah, blah. But like you're saying, it might not have been shown to loads of people. It might have been shown to 10 people. Two of those might have gone to spend money. Brilliant. That's way better than it yeah. being shown to 10,000 people who didn't spend any money. So yeah. I think the objective and tracking those results to actually check whether you're on you know, on track with your objective is way more important than, than like the, the yeah. stats that are available easily to you. And there's nothing greater than being able to say to a client, look, you've paid me a thousand pounds this month, but my social media efforts have returned to you fifty thousand pounds or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, or totally. just, just getting their money back. Um, yeah, and also like when you're trying to in- increase your fees, if you have, if you know that you're mm. what you're doing is making your client money and their you know revenue is increasing, like how much more confident does that make you feel to that they can a pay your bill? but also pay your increased invoice you know, yeah, when you yeah. free up. You can say, you know, I've made you 30 grand in the last three months. I've cost you three grand. Your return is a lot. Um, can I have more money, please? Makes absolute solid business sense. And anyone with, you know, a bit of intelligence would see that and be able to go, yeah, you know what, I'm happy to do. If you can keep going, keep doing that and keep increasing it, then of course. But also, like I've just said before, you may go into Google Analytics and th- and get your clients all uh, access to all your clients' Google Analytics, and you realise that shit, they're not getting any sales, or they're not getting any leads, or they're not getting kind of any conversions out of like how the how the fuck can I change this situation for the better? Well, let's talk about that in a minute then, and ha- and give some advice on how people can do that. But let's just go back a minute first and talk about like how what actually is a return on investment because not all clients, like I said, are going to be selling something. So for some clients, it will be financial. It will be like the number of sales and the amount of money they've made. But not everybody sells something and not everybody sells something that you can buy online. So ROI could be proved in lot. You know, it could be lots of other ways. Um, like it could be less obvious. Like for one of your clients, the the thing that you need to deliver is the leads, isn't it? It's the sales team who actually make the sale. So you need to prove like that less obvious. This is how many leads I've got, right? Yeah, and ultimately, if they are using their system, like CRM systems correctly, which in my client's situation that they're kind of not, they would be able to look back on a report at the end of a year or end of a month and say, right, our marketing has been this and our income has been this and da-da-da-da-da. But that's not necessarily data that you'd have access to, is it? No, exactly. Yeah. So they might be able to track a return. um, But from my perspective, what I'd be reporting on at the end or what I do report on at the end of every month is what we've been doing and ultimately how many leads they've that have been generated from yeah. social media. Yeah, and it might be that they don't even need leads. It might just be that their like, um, objective is that they need more people to know about that their business. And so maybe like the way that you can prove an ROI is how many people you're actually getting onto their website, how many of those people are returning, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Are they spending more time on that website because they've come from Instagram, which you're looking after, than when they've come from a Google search, for example? Um, and it's all of yeah. that sort of proof of ROI, isn't it? So 
like we've talked about Google Analytics a little bit, but how can we actually prove ROI? Like what would be the steps? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is understand what their business objective is. And I would argue that any social good social media marketer should know that anyway. So that you don't need an additional question to be able to return a um, to prove a return on investment because you should already know that. But you do need the right question, don't you? Because if you're doing like a discovery call and those clients, and we've all had these clients who are like, oh, I want to get 10,000 followers on Instagram. Mm. And you then leave it at that, that that's their objective. That isn't the real objective, objective, is it? No. The real objective is why do they want to get those 10,000 followers on Instagram? So it's kind of like that digging deeper a bit and asking them, okay, well, you know, what will that mean for your business? What impact will that have on your bottom line? And kind of really digging deep, then actually what you'll probably find is that they don't just want 10,000 followers on Instagram. They want 10,000 of the right followers who are going to open their wallets and spend money. And what they want is sales. And if you're not doing that digging, you might not get to the right objective. Yeah. And like I also think it's important to say that that you need to regularly be reviewing that objective because things change or it changes all the time with my client it's the first thing when I sit I meet with them every month and it's the first thing I will sit down and I will say what are we doing this month what is your business objective or your goal because it changes and sometimes their goal is about list building they just want to get loads of people on their email list the next it could be getting people foot in the door um like events the next it could just be getting leads to convert um, their sales team to work on. So it, it really depends all the time. So, but if I didn't ask that question at the very, very top of a meeting, then the rest of the meeting in theory could be a complete waste of time. Because if I assume that it's, oh, we're still list building, all of my questions and discussions that we then have afterwards, uh, I'm not going to be thinking about things in the in the right way kind of strategic way whereas I say you know what are we doing and then he he said right we've got an event coming up this we need to get you know it's all about footfall I'm right okay and so then everything else then he tells me after that I can then I know in the back of my mind when I'm writing my notes and when I'm making that plan and, and putting together that strategy later on I know exactly what I should be working towards so it's definitely something you should be reviewing with your clients all the time not necessarily monthly obviously it does depend on the client but you do want to just be asking that question um as fairly regularly yeah totally Uh, and we talked a little bit about um google analytics and how like you can use that to track the data but one thing that you do need to use in order to be able to do that is utms and a lot of social media managers right at the very beginning of the journey probably have never even heard what a utm is so if this is the first time you're hearing that term, UTM, I'm not even going to tell you what it stands for because A, I can't remember and B, it's irrelevant. Um, but urchin urchin something, something like that. Yeah, irrelevant. But you know when you click a link and you can normally see this better on desktop than on mobile, but you click a link and it will have like the com forward slash and then it will say something in it and it will say like UTM underscore Facebook or UTM underscore Instagram, whatever. Um, and it will have all of these different UTM source or UTM medium, et cetera. That is the UTM tracking piece of that URL. And what that does is that tells Google Analytics some information about where this person was and, you know, what posts they were looking at, you know, all of that sort of stuff when they click that link. So where they originated from, and that's how you can then go and get all of that data. So if you're using all of those 
UTMs in every single link that you are putting in your content. Maybe it's on a link in bio. Maybe it's in a comment where you're replying to somebody. Maybe it's a DM when somebody's asked for, you know, can you tell me more about this product and you're giving them the link. If you're using UTMs every single time, you could always track that. Well, always, theoretically, 99% of the time, track it back to you, right? But if you're not doing that, that's when you end up in the situation that you were in with the SEO guy where he'd say, no, they're not coming from there. They're coming from Google search because there is no, it's not linked. Am I right in saying that? I know you're the data geek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. You just need to use the link. So that's the issue, isn't yeah. it? And that's, it's remembering. you know, we are, we're like that. We're like forever, especially when we're on an evening, see someone ask a question in like our group and we'll quickly want to help them. So we'll quickly share a link. And sometimes we use pretty links, which have got the UTMs in them. Sometimes we don't. Um, and that, so it is important. And for us, it's fine. But for clients, you know, because Laura and I aren't going to get each other to prove our return. <laughs> Thank God. Um, well, but, that might be. <laughs> <laughs> but for our clients, obviously, you, you just need to constantly be, thinking uh, does, does this need a utm what is my utm and you can you know there's plenty of ways that we can make it really easy and streamlined and you can do on your mobile and stuff yeah to make that easier for you because utms obviously they're not um saying that if you're brand new to it that you probably have no idea what they are so we're going to give you our um utm builder for free along with a video to show you exactly how you can start using utms with your clients if you just go to the twolauras.com forward slash utm um, and we'll put that link in the in the show notes as well. If you go there, you can go and grab that and you'll get this builder where you can just put the link in and, and put a few pieces of information and it will create this this special link for you and you can go and, and share that on um, on social. So the link again is the twolauras.com forward slash UTM. So then once we started using UTMs, then what? Well, then you can go into Google Analytics and start to like paint a bit of a picture of what is happening after they've left that social media platform. Or you can go on there and say, where are people coming from? What are they doing next? Which platforms are creating conversions? Which aren't? Google Analytics is quite immense in terms of the data you can take from it. And it could be quite overwhelming. So I would definitely suggest you be really clear about what it is you want to find out on there um, rather than just be kind of bamboozled by everything. But then you can start to use that data to paint a, a picture for your clients and that's helps with your reporting. And so for some of my clients, I wouldn't necessarily tell them about what Google Analytics is saying because they don't they're not paying me to do that analysis. I just look at it from my they give me access, that's fine. I look at it from my perspective. I can see what's working. It helps me with my strategy, but I don't necessarily report on it. You know, because if you if you're gonna start analyzing data, then you need you need to be charging for that. So hang on. If you're working with a client and you're seeing in Google Analytics that the client is, you know, you, they've made 10 grand from what you've been doing on Facebook or Instagram, would you put that in your report so you're proving like that that's the, you know, the amount of revenue that they've made because of what you've done? Nine times out of 10, yes. I think it does. It goes back to that business objective, doesn't it? So if the objectives for me have been about getting people to make a phone call, then no. Although if it was amazing, I'd be like, I'd be like, look, our goal was this. This is the result. And by the way, I've also achieved this on Instagram. So nine times out of ten, I would. Yeah, it just depends on that business objective. Yeah, I agree. 
And and so then sometimes though the data might not support the story you want to tell, or it might tell you like a different story. So for example, uh, and I've had clients like this where they come to you because they want sales. And this actually works in our business as well, doesn't it? Like a lot of our efforts is that we want sales from what we're doing on social media. But actually, we know from looking at the data in Google Analytics and because we know what's going on in our business that all of our sales or like the vast majority of our sales actually come from our email marketing. So you can then kind of, we then need to think how can that data help us to A, paint the right picture in our reporting, but also B, change our strategy like you were saying before so if the objective was sales but we're seeing that all the sales are actually coming from email not necessarily what we're doing on linkedin or tiktok or whatever it is we're looking after we can be like yeah okay all of the sales are coming for email marketing but all of your subscribers are coming from instagram or whatever platform mm. it is you're looking from so actually if you weren't getting these subscribers you wouldn't be getting those sales so next month, maybe we should change our strategy. Instead of focusing on sales, let's focus on growing your list and getting more people on your on your email. And that's kind of advising the client on what's happening, but also advising them on what you should be doing next. Yeah, and I think understanding that customer journey, and that is what Google Analyt- Analytics is going to help you and a, business, and a client to understand. So you know, like we know, as, as you say, we know our conversions come from our email. So it totally changes our... Um, strategy for our social and for our ads we go much more on list building and um on ads and organic and then we because we know we don't rely on email marketing because you can never just rely on one thing but it's very much at the forefront of our mind and that's because we've got the data and we're met with making decisions based on data Mm. not making decisions based on oh well i really like doing instagram (laughs) yeah and you know it's about being really strategic and and then honing in on on what's working that's where the money is isn't it and not being not being afraid to say you know what this isn't working to a client i've tried this i've tried that but you know what this is really working and it might be something that they're not particularly happy with but you can then say to them i have the facts to show that this type of post or this type of strategy works whether you like it or not or the strategy you like isn't working here's the data let me do my job and because sometimes clients are funny like that aren't they that they want to do it a certain way they want it done the way they want rather than what actually works yeah so when you've got data to back that up unless you've got seo douchebag in your life you can help them to make really strategic decisions and i for my clients they've always been like their eyes have been opened when I've been able to kind of help them map out that journey for their, not that really, you know, they should be paying me a lot bloody more, but that's, you know, it (laughs) helps them to see and it helps them to understand why I do the things I do. Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, they're doing, she's doing this and, you know, and I can hear, I can see it like in the team. I'm going to be seeing that they're doing it. And I'm able to go, like, I know you didn't like it, but look, this is what it created compared to this, which got F all. Yeah, yeah. So it does it can give you a lot of confidence. Going back to what we were saying before about if a client isn't actually like selling anything on their website or or if they're like a service-based business, you can still use that data, can't you? Because you can still use the data to show like how are people using the website? Are people who are coming maybe from a social platform more engaged or more, you know, returning to that website more than they are if they come from a Google search? 
and that's how then you can kind of prove, you know, like when people find you just from a Google search, they're doing this, but when they're coming from Instagram, they're actually doing this. So this is much better. This is why we're spending money. Mm. And I think it, it's hard to see that without Google Analytics. Yeah. And I think that people can start to do the maths now then, um, can't they? Which I know my, my, everyone might just turn off this podcast, the word maths. But, you know, if you think, if you're charging a thousand pounds and that month you generate a thousand leads, so you can say to your client, I'm generating a pound per lead. They can say, okay, well, each month the marketing is resulting in X amount of sales. I know it's not as straightforward as that, but let's just keep it simple. Then they can start to see, well, if we're spending a pound per lead and we're converting 20% of those, which results in on average this amount, they can start to really understand that return. But from your perspective, you're often reporting on the leads because that's as far as you can take that customer because you're not you don't have a sales team or you know you're not the sales team or you're you don't have any other responsibility for that but they can still do that but they need the initial data to be able to make those informed decisions and make strategic decisions yeah definitely and you can make decisions and advise them as well like if you're saying maybe if you're looking after one platform and you get really good results and you're seeing that there is a bit of traffic maybe coming from another platform and you know maybe like people are spending a bit of money you could go into that client and be like you know i'm getting these results on instagram facebook is looking like it could get some really good results why don't we also add that give me more moolah i'll do that for you and you've increased your revenue because you've now got you know got more money from that client and that client essentially is going to increase their revenue because they're doing this, you know, more on another platform. And um, so you can use that kind of data or maybe like with ads, it's worth spending money on ads because we're already getting these results. Maybe we can boost those by using ads. Yeah, totally. So there we go. That's how you can prove your return on investment. Should we just recap the steps that you need to, do, to take in order to do this? Uh, the first thing is that you need to understand like what is the real objective of that client. You need to use UTMs and you can go and grab our UTM builder at the twolawrence.com forward slash UTM. Then you're going to dive into Google Analytics. You're going to start looking at all the data, using that to tell the right story in your reports. And you can also use that data to advise clients on your next step. So it is possible to prove an ROI on organic marketing. Don't forget to drop into our community, the Social Media Managers Hub, to ask all your questions about this. We'll be back with more advice to help you build your business as a social media manager next Tuesday. So be sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss it. See you then. Toodle pip. Ta-ra.